Welcome to episode 339 of Live Happy Now. It's beginning to look and sound and smell a lot like Christmas. But as the holidays approach, we want to help you have a healthier, happier season. I'm your host, Paula Phelps, and this week I'm joined by Tanya Harris, a board-certified holistic nutritionist and author of The Slightly Greener Method. She's back with us this week to talk about some of the surprising dangers and toxins that are hidden in our favorite holiday decorations and traditions, and then tell us how you can trade them in for healthier choices. Let's learn more. Tanya, welcome back to Live Happy Now. Thank you so much for having me. I'm excited to be back. I'm really excited to talk to you because this is a conversation that we started a few months ago when we had talked about your book and you were talking about how to live less toxic, more green life. And we talked a little bit about some of the holidays, things that are coming up. So we decided to have you back and really talk about what it is that we can do to make our holidays healthier. And the fact is that there's a lot of beloved products that we are using that might not be healthy for us. And that's very true in the holidays. And can you talk about that a little bit? Like, what are some of the things that we might not know really aren't safe for us? Sure. Well, one of the things we had talked about last time is artificial fragrance. And the reason that this isn't so great for us is because that term fragrance is only one word, but it can be made up of dozens of different chemicals, many of which we don't know what they are because fragrance is considered to be a trade secret. So the companies don't see a need to, not that they don't see a need to, but they aren't required to list their ingredients on a label that make up that fragrance because they want it to be proprietary. So things like candles and plugins and air fresheners and all those, you know, scents we love around the holidays, most of them are toxic. But as with most of the stuff, what I found when I was putting this together is that there are a lot of things that are bad for us during this season. But again, I like to concentrate on the good news. And the good news is there's so many simple substitutions we can make. Or if we are using something toxic or putting up decorations that are toxic, there's things that we can do to reduce our exposure. So for things like candles and those air freshening scents that we love so much, some of the options are to look for a 100% beeswax candle. And the reason for that is because if it's not 100% beeswax, it can still be made with paraffin. Can you still get the kind of scents that you want? You can. There are some companies that actually do have candles that are made with essential oils. How do you look for that? How do you go about shopping for those? Oh, great question. It's something that you'll usually see on the label or on their website. It will say scented with only essential oils or scented with pure essential oils, some type of that labeling and wording. That's something important to look for. And again, 100% beeswax is something good to look for. And that's because benzoin and toluene are two things that you can commonly get from burning candles with paraffin. They can release toxic fumes. You also want to look for a cotton wick, something that's a lead-free cotton wick is something else to be on the lookout for. And something, and battery-operated candles too. I have a lot of those too, like the flickering mm-hmm. flame battery oh, ones. I love those. Oh, I do too. I have them all over my house. I have a little bit of a problem because <laughs> I really <laughs> like that ambiance. I don't always need the scent, but I love the ambiance of them. So those are a great option. And then things like diffusing essential oils. You can get cinnamon, clove, and orange essential oil and diffuse those. And they smell so good. It's such a nice fall or Christmassy holiday scent. Yeah, because there's even one company, they have a holiday blend. And it it really smells like a clove-laden potpourri without all the effects that we know we can get from these more toxic products. So there's, yeah, there's a lot of great ways that you can go about 
getting that same experience. And I think that's really important to think about too, when you're shopping for people, because I know candles and gifts like that, they're so popular during the holidays. It's a great, when you're going, you know, a holiday party, it's a great hostess gift and things like that. So that's really something to think about as you're shopping for others, not just for decorating your own home. That's a great point. Yeah. And again, there's so many great brands that are out there because as consumers are becoming more educated, we're demanding from companies that develop cipher products. And there's so many great candle companies out there now. So whether I still like to burn them infrequently, so using them on special occasions, but it's good to know that we do have that when we do want it, or like you said, even to give it as a hostess gift, it's a great hostess gift. Yeah. And then you get them thinking about it too. So exactly. Um, Cause one thing that I learned just recently, I guess I maybe knew it on some level because we know that the scents are bad for us, but it was really how bad it is for our pets. And, you know, obviously if it's bad for us, it's going to be bad for our animals to be breathing that, but it's extremely bad for like dogs and cats to be exposed to some of these artificial scents, especially like the plugins and mm-hmm. things like that. And even some of the essential oils. So I always recommend too, that if you do burn something like that or use an essential oil that you do check to make sure that it's pet friendly because some are and some aren't. So it's mm-hmm. a great point. Be careful too, what you use around your animals. Yeah. Because we know there's certain things that are toxic, you know, like the poinsettia is mm-hmm. oh, let your dog eat it. But we don't really think about that in terms of the sense being that harmful for them. No. And cleaning products also. There's so many things that are dangerous for pets that we don't always think about. Some floor cleaners, especially, have been known to cause harm to animals. And that's because they can walk through it and lick their paws. Same thing with small children if they're on the floor, too. So it's so important, too, when we're cleaning around the holidays to do as much non-toxic cleaning as we can. So as we're decorating, too, there are things that, you know, beloved decorations that aren't necessarily good for us. Can you, we talk a little bit, first we'll do the downer side and talk about some of the things that we might be using that we shouldn't and tell us why that is. Right. And I mentioned before we started that this is the hardest part for me because I love Christmas. I love Christmas decorations, but so I will, I promise there's good news at the end of this, but. You're not the Grinch. We will give it (laughs) right now. You are not the Grinch. You're not. I'm trying not to be the Grinch. All right. (laughs) Exactly. Well, they've done healthystuff.org. They had tested 69 different holiday products, and this is a 2014 study. So I'm trying to look to see what has changed, but I haven't really found a whole lot. So even though it's a little bit older, it still probably rings true for most of this. But they found that more than two-thirds of the products that they tested contained at least one hazardous chemical, and they were at levels of concern also. So they found things like heavy metals, such as lead, arsenic and antimony and other things. So that was present in a whole bunch. When you say product, what kind of things are you talking about? Christmas lights, the garland, some ornaments. Really? Um, Yes. Anything from like silver bells that hang outside your door to ornaments, to garland, and just about anything you can think of. How about artificial trees? Where do those fall in the spectrum there? Those definitely had some issues as well. They found some (laughs) also. (laughs) I know this is, that's why this was the hardest for me. We also have an artificial tree. So I'm familiar with what the toxins are, but that's why I say too, there's things we can do to reduce our exposure or to mitigate that exposure because I love Christmas and it's really hard to find something that is truly non-toxic. So one of the things I recommend is when I get through talking about this little section is when it's time to replace your decorations, or if you go to pick out more, 
there's great non-toxic options out there. Like you can do untreated wood garland, little things like that. There's oh, really? Great, yeah, because a lot of the painted garland, like even the wooden ball garland, mm-hmm. those were found to have toxins as well. So there's some really cute, like untreated and eco-friendly Christmas options. Because again, we're demanding it as consumers. So a lot of companies are coming forward or producing their own or new companies are coming out every day with these new decorations that are a little more eco-friendly. So when it comes time to replace them with a more eco-friendly option. But another thing is things like Christmas light strings. Yeah. Those were found to have PVC, which is polyvinyl chloride. And the big toxin there, or toxins, I should say, is those are typically contaminated with heavy metals such as lead and cadmium, but also phthalates, which are endocrine disruptors. Uh, Yeah. And those can get in the way of our hormones doing their job. They're really especially dangerous for children because they're still growing and developing. But as adults too, we don't want anything that interferes with our hormones. Let me ask you how that works because we're taking these lights, we're hanging them up. Are Mm -hmm. they emitting like chemicals or where's the danger? Like where do we get our interaction with these holiday products that would put it at risk? Well, anything from touching things and stirring things up, like when you're putting up your tree you're moving around those things so you can inhale them. You're touching them. There's so many different ways. With the Christmas lights is when you're touching the vinyl of this, you know, the, usually it's a green part of the string mm-hmm. that holds the lights together. They're trying to make them flexible. Some of those, the heavy metals too, are work as flame retardants. So there's so many different things too, because some holiday decorations have flame retardants in them. So again, it's either through moving them around and we can inhale them or touch is another great one. So there's a few different ways. So really when we're putting these things up, if we do things like using gloves, you can use like latex gloves or even dishwashing gloves I've used just to put your stuff up. I have windows open when I do it also to get a cross breeze going through to kind of sweep them out. So they're not just all gathering inside. And now, even if you're allergic to dust or have anything, they can gather dust when they're downstairs in the basement or wherever you keep them. So when you open the box, sometimes that can aggravate allergies. So you can wear a mask. Sometimes that helps. And another big thing is to not let your children handle the decorations. I want to ask you about that because Mm -hmm. like that is such a huge part of the Christmas tradition. You you unpack everything and you put it together as a family. Obviously, this is it's worse for children because, as you mentioned, they're developing and we want to protect them. So how do we approach this in a safe way? fun way? I love that question. That's a great question. I would say one of the biggest things is to not let them hang the lights. I hate to say, but lights with that lead exposure and there's no safe level of exposure for lead and that could affect their brain health so fast. So I would say if you can help them to not touch the Christmas lights, that's probably the biggest thing. Ornaments and things like that and the other stuff they want to help with, as long as they wash their hands frequently, that's a great way to do it because we don't want to take away those traditions either. That's why this is such a hard topic too, because we want to balance safety with, you know, having fun and keeping those traditions alive too. Right. And what about people who have children who are immune compromised? Like how important is it for them to be able to find some alternatives? Because, you know, I do some work with kids who have congenital heart defects and they are very vulnerable and not knowing that these toxins exist, we've never thought of Christmas as a harmful thing. So for people who do have children who are compromised, who have older adults living with them who are compromised, how important is it for them to 
maybe switch out some of those things sooner rather than later? I think it would be great to switch them out sooner or not put as many things up because of course, the more we put up, the more we contaminate our house and the indoor air quality. Right. So, yeah. If we could switch those out when we're dealing with immunocompromised children or adults, I think that is a great option. And what about while we have it up? You mentioned that when you're putting your decorations up, you, you might open the windows and get a cross breeze. Those of us in the South can do that pretty much year round, yeah. <laughs> but I'm not there. But yeah. <laughs> not everyone can. So right. throughout the holiday season, while you have these decorations up and you have the tree up and things like that, what do you need to do to keep the air circulating and keep some of those toxins moving on out? Right. Well, one thing you can do is if you can open them, I know, well, I'm from Chicago, so I definitely usually cannot, (laughs) but every once in a while, even just in the time we're in trying to get rid of germs, every once in a while, I will crack a couple windows to get that cross breeze coming through. But one of the things we can do too, is to just keep our homes dusted. And I think we talked about this last time too, is to dust the areas where you spend the most time, because a lot of times household dust contains a lot of contaminants. One of the biggest exposures to household contaminants and toxins that we have in our house. So if we can vacuum frequently, dust frequently, and again, not dry dusting, making sure that we either spray a non-toxic dusting spray or even spritzing a little bit of water or that electrolyzed water onto a microfiber cloth. Mm -hmm. Those are super easy ways to dust really fast using a HEPA filter vacuum and also just switching out the furnace filters as well. Just doing that all year round actually is really important because in the summertime, we don't always think about it, but they use the same venting. Right system. So yeah, as long as we can keep that, that's just a good tip for all years just to keep that, to keep the allergens and toxins down is to switch out those filters. What about maybe getting an air filter that in the room, like say if your living room is heavily decorated, maybe putting an air filter in there, would that help a HEPA filter that kind of runs constantly? Yes. There's different levels that do different things. So I do have one in each of my rooms that are the most heavily decorated and the ones we spend the most time in. That's a great option to have. And so what about for decorations? You said kind of you referenced earlier about replacing some things as you, you know, as it's time when you've got all these great holiday decorations. Let's let's kind of talk about them. Like, first of all, the lights. What could you do to get rid of some of those killer lights? No, those some of those <laughs> some of those more dangerous lights that you might have. What, what would be a good replacement for them? That one's a tough one. So. Okay. Some people, when I've researched this, some people recommended not even using lights. But for me, I love using lights. So Mm -hmm. I don't want to be told not to use my lights. So it depends on kind of where you fall on that spectrum also. But again, like going back and just doing it more safely and using gloves as you're putting them up. Right. And maybe just using fewer because I know some people who cover the tree in lights. And yeah, maybe if you just step back and do half that. And I read too, and I'm not 100% sure on this, but it does make sense to me, but also battery powered lights don't necessarily have that same coating. Oh, interesting. I don't know about all of them. And again, a lot of one thing to look for is that Proposition 65 label that we see sometimes on items talking about may contain cancer causing chemicals. Looking for that, if you see that on there, like maybe that's not the best option. But again, just trying to use it more safely, washing hands frequently as we're putting up these decorations trying to get air circulating through the house, replacing those filters. And if we are touching something toxic, which unfortunately is a lot, is to use gloves. Can you find ornaments that are safer now? 
Yes, yes. There's a lot of great options out there. So what type of ornaments should someone look for that's going to be less toxic and it's going to be safe, but it's still going to be festive and let them, you know, show their holiday spirit? I like to Google things. That's how I find a lot of them. The way I found a lot was to just kind of search for non-toxic ornaments. You want to look for something that is eco-friendly, maybe untreated wood, uses a safer paint. There's things like that that you can look for. And there's a lot of companies out there that are providing that now, especially too with like that garland I had mentioned. Some of that wood garland, the wooden ball garland that looks so harmless, sometimes can contain toxic chemicals. So there's actually some great eco-friendly options there too that are, again, untreated or don't contain those toxic ingredients. So if you just kind of search for non-toxic or eco-friendly Christmas or holiday decorations, a lot pops up. And do they have to sacrifice the look? You know, because when people hear eco-friendly, a lot of times they're just thinking, oh, granola. I mean, it's going to be just like, this is going to be awful. But can we still express our style? Can we still get the kind of, you know, festive look that we want? Oh, absolutely. And a lot of it just goes so well with existing decor because some of it's so neutral looking, but it's still beautiful. I really feel like you can still, and some of it's colorful also, if it's made with a safer paint. So there's so many different options that are out there that I feel like can fit any style, honestly, because I have quite a few now too. And I don't feel like I sacrificed anything from buying what I used to buy compared to what I have now when it was time to replace it. Very nice. So then after Christmas and the holidays, we kind of move into the big holiday of New Year's. What about decorations for that? Is there anything that we need to be aware of other than the punch bowl? (laughs) 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 What do we need to be aware of for that holiday? I say it's basically about the same thing. I mean, things like glitter too, I'm sorry to say. Oh, really? Same thing. Yes. Some of the glitter has been found to be pretty bad. So basically, if we can just kind of celebrate without using all those things, they're also bad for the environment too. When we shoot things off or put glitter everywhere or whatever, if we can just, I hate to say there's not a lot of great options for that other than to not use them, in my opinion. (laughs) So just stay home this New Year's Eve, people. Just don't even look at having fun. No, (laughs) No, definitely not that. (laughs) I mean, yeah, there's so many different ways to celebrate, but I think the less we can use the glitter and the fun stuff that we throw all over the place and the balloons, while they're fun, they're not the best environmentally safe options. So either use less or don't use them, unfortunately. It's probably the best answer for that. Yeah. And one thing that you're really big on is that people choose kind of like pick your poison, but Mm -hmm. I don't want to say it that way, but you know, you're not like, you can't do anything, right? You just have to choose what's right for you. And and there's so many things that factor in, like we mentioned earlier, kids with immunocompromised systems or older adults and and Mm -hmm. choose what's right for your family. Can you kind of talk about that, the balance and and how to make that decision of like, what is right for you? Because that's something you've, you know, clearly you've gone through that. Exactly. With my own family and myself, I'm a childhood cancer survivor. So myself also when I was a child, so I really believe in treats. I really believe in keeping life as normal as possible while also keeping our families safe. And the biggest thing I believe in is the 80-20 rule that applies for so many things, but especially something like this. If we can buy or do the best thing we can 80% of the time, if we can buy safer products, non-toxic products, we don't have to worry so much about that 20% of the time where we don't have control over something or when we want the occasional treat. And again, there's so many great substitutions out there of safer products. That's one thing we can do. But when it comes down to it, 
you know, we really want to create a lifestyle that fits our lifestyle. We don't want to feel like living a more not toxic life or detoxifying our homes is work and turning our lifestyle upside down type of thing, because that's not sustainable. So if we can just do these smaller steps, these smaller changes, I feel like it's important to us as human beings to not have to deprive ourselves, but especially for our children, because we don't want to make Christmas about that's bad for you. That's bad for you. That's bad for you. We want, like you said, to create those amazing memories and have that be a part of everything. And really the biggest thing I can think of is the second you tell your kids, no, and I know this from personal experience, or you say (laughs) no cookies ever again, you know, we're not doing sugar anymore. They're going to go to a friend's house and they're going to have a ton of cookies when they would have just had a few, or, you know, they're really going to resent this detoxification or detoxifying homes. So it it is a fine balance, but really if you can do what you can 80% of the time, then we don't have to worry so much about this short holiday season. And again, great substitutions, even for things like candy, which artificial colors, I know I've talked about this before, but they are linked to hyperactivity in children. Some of them like red 40, yellow five, yellow six are linked to cancer. Again, there's things we can do. There's candy out there that's really great. That's colored naturally with things like black currant, carrot, and things like that, spirulina even. And then there's also a great company out there that has plant-based dyes for food coloring and even sprinkles for cookies. So there's things like that that are really substitutes that people won't even know you did, honestly. And that's a fun thing to share with your kids, to be able to have this experience with them making cookies or or making something for, you know, taking the neighbors or the grandma's house and Mm -hmm. being able to do it. It's a healthy, non-toxic way where you can kind of instill that in them. Like we can go with these healthier alternatives, but we still have fun and we still make people happy by being able to do these things. Exactly. So it's amazing too, like what our kids learn and how to be healthier, but how excited they get where we mm-hmm. might think, oh, they're not going to like this, but they really do. And then they're going to do the same thing for their kids because they realize it is easier. We are taking care of ourselves and it just makes the whole season more fun, I think. That was Tanya Harris talking about how to have a healthier and still happy holiday season. If you'd like to learn more or pick up Tanya's book, visit our website at livehappy.com and click on the podcast link. That is all we have time for today. We'll meet you back here again next week for an all new episode. And until then, this is Paula Phelps reminding you to make every day a happy one. Mm -hmm.